do it. I can't. I can't start the podcast the way Nintendo start their presentations. How do they start their? You, you try to do that clicky sound that's really nice and rewarding, and then you can start your thing. Yeah, I think they use like sound effects and not just. Are you? Fat are you fingers. suggesting that's not the? Are you suggesting that's not the actual sound of clicking the switch into the thing? That it might be a sound <laughs> effect played up for marketing purposes. I think it is because it, it it isn't human hands. And, <laughs> and and you never hear it when they do it in the videos. You just hear it I, having off Having held one now, I can tell you that's not actually the sound Those the Switch makes. But lying. you know what you can do from that Switch presentation? What can I do from that? Now let's, now let's switch to this topic. Ooh. Now, now let's switch <laughs> it, to that topic. Is it this noise? Yeah. No, oh, no. Cool. That's the sound of you fucking a USB port, Gav. (laughs) Wow, that that would require an incredibly, incredibly hard uh, penis to make that noise when you're fucking something. So thank you for thank you for the compliment, Jim. Well, you got your shot off in the Falklands, and they replaced it with a plastic <laughs> one. We all know that it's on your Wikipedia page. No, no, shit, no, no don't do no. not put that on Gavin's Wikipedia. I am page. highly offended not. that Jim would uh, imply that I'm British in in that last joke. No, I'm not saying you were British. Thatcher, like like everybody knows, uh, conscripted the Irish to fight in the Falklands. They were the only ones there. They were fighting other Irish people that the Argentinians have um, conscripted. It's a whole conspiracy. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. I knew we were in World War One, but I didn't know that. Yeah, that's what you two's the sweetest oh, you learn thing is about. New every day. <laughs> oh God. So. Yeah, apparently the Irish were in the Falklands. It's a video game show. I'm your host, Jim Sterling. I'm joined by Laura. Hello, Laura. Hello, I am here. I might not be here the whole episode because I'm currently recording from a place that's not my normal recording place with a makeshift setup, so I apologise in advance if I vanish midway through the show, but I'm here. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Any connection issues, any any sound issues, we apologise for that, but uh, Laura is right now... uh, on top of Mount Everest, with none other than the man himself, Brian Blessed. Yeah, I, you know, I, I've had a bit of a rough week. I moved house, I had some relationship stuff going on, and I thought, you know what, you know what I fancy right now? Take a holiday, hang out with Brian Blessed at the top of Mount Everest. Oh, no, no, yes, I am. Laura, pass me more turkey! <laughs> Look, you're going to have to wait until we finish the podcast before I can make you more turkey, Brian Blessed. I don't know what it is about I, Brian Blessed. I just Blessed, have to Google Brian Blessed there. That, that hearing Brian Blessed laugh makes me very <clears throat> lightheaded. <laughs> well, that'll be the altitude being at the top of Mount Everest, oh. you see. It's it's proof I'm getting older. When I was younger, I could I could hear Brian Blessed uh, and not have any worries whatsoever. Now I feel like I'm going to have a stroke. Um, but Gav, you know Brian Blessed. He was he was boss nass yeah. in the Phantom I'm, I'm, Menace. I googled him and I I know him. He 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 looks like like when you create when you have the default dwarf character in an <laughs> RPG. Yeah, but he is uh. he is a legitimate bad ass. He um he actually does go to like Arctic. Uh, like unexplored areas and, and or does all the mountain climbing and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, he he at, looks at his like he tears still. chunks off bears with his teeth. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and eats it. I think he's raw. like in his 70s now or something and he still does it, gears up for these fucking extreme Arctic adventures and things. He's awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, he, he was still most famous, despite everything he's done, still most famous for wearing funny wings in Flash Gordon. But that's that's not video game related. Uh, what what? Hello, Gavin. Hi, I'm fine. Thanks. You good? Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. I'm I'm all right. That good. that's good. No one asked you, but that's good. No, but I thought <laughs> I thought I'd chip it. I thought I'd pretend I had friends and well, asked myself you know, in my head. Ca- none of us care how you feel, Jim. So stop Apparently telling not. us how you feel. Go away. All right, fine. This is the Laura and Gavin podcast where we don't need you. So fuck off. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, Laura does usually respond. How are you, Jim? Well, I usually do, but I didn't this week because yeah. I felt like I just like dropping the pretense and being now. like, "No, I don't actually care about how Jim's doing." So why keep up the pretense? Yeah. She's too Hollywood for us now because she's touched a switch. 
Yeah, I touched yeah. one of them switches, and uh, one of the games too felt cool for us. one of the games felt like I was cool jacking off plebs, a human no. person with a penis. Yeah. So I'm, you know, I'm Laura. I touched a switch, and now Deborah Messing is going to star as me in a story of my life for Hollywood. Okay, that's so he, that's exactly he, what she said earlier. My name is Laura. I touched the switch. Who wants to fucking touch me? Who wants to fucking touch me? Here is my favorite like weird celebrity story. Having now touched the switch, yes. I keep getting tweets from. Yeah. Uh, if any of you are aware of the Great British Bake Off, one of the finalists, Louis from the 2014 series of the Great British Bake Off, follows me on Twitter and keeps asking me questions about the switch because apparently he's really into video games. Oh. So. I'm like, oh, I watched you on that baking show. Yeah, sure, I'll tell you about that thing I touched. So that's that's been a weird. Is that the baking the show week. where the guy talks about the buttery biscuit base and they made? No, a song no, no, it. it's not the buttery biscuit base one. It's the, the base, one where base, um, base. it's you've you've got uh, Mary Berry routinely talks about soggy bottoms on pastry while uh, soggy boglins. Yeah, that's uh, Paul Hollywood. The other yeah. host will kind of disapprovingly sneer at a piece of food and then go, it's delicious. And that's are the show. A- <laughs> are there any two words that sound as different between between the English and Irish accents, between buttery biscuit and battery biscuit? Battery biscuit, mice. They're so utterly different in the in the two accents. Well, well, I say... <laughs> buttery biscuit. Buttery biscuit. Because I am a classy gentleman uh, and I drink yeah. exclusively from wine glasses. Yeah. Jim Bouquet. Just Jim Bouquet. <laughs> what a great show that was, right? Can we just take a moment to to point out that Keeping Up Appearances was a phenomenal sitcom. It yeah. was like it, it was pretty damn good. It was legitimately the same joke every episode, similar to Are You Being Served, which we, and and Allo 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 being its own slice of genius. Uh, but and Little Britain, which was the exact same joke Little Britain, times. yeah, kind of as a spiritual successor to the Fast Show, uh, which which also did that uh, in the nineties. Um, Little Britain loved the first two series. That season three, they got too big for themselves, and it was shit. Really? I like the I like the first two episodes, and then I realised <laughs> it was just the same joke. Well, going to be every every those, single time. Those two um, comedians, Matt Lucas and David Williams, they did a show before. Little Britain, which which wasn't very popular. It was on Play. Do you remember Play, that channel? Uh, Play mm, UK. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah mm. that, that, that short-lived experiment. Uh, they had a show on that called Rock Profile, which was them um, and Jamie Theakston, uh, who uh, I'm sure many of our British listeners will know. Uh, he was the host of it, and he would go and interview rock stars, but it, the rock stars were played by Matt Lucas and David Williams. And they did... Uh, their first episode was George Michael and Andrew Ridgely, uh, and it's it's amazing. It, it's David Williams just playing this this cracked... Nervous breakdown, Andrew Ridgely, uh, who thinks he's still in Wham, and it's a very, very fun show. Their uh, their Eurythmics episode is incredible. Uh, I, I highly recommend that. David St- uh, Dave Stewart as a, a Frankenstein figure with Annie Lennox as the monster. Um, wow! It, it's yeah, yeah. It's it's quite a quite a show. It really butters your biscuit. It, it really does. It really soggies my bottom. <laughs> So yeah, woo, video games and such. Where do we where do we want to start this week? Where do we want to Well, I guess we better get all of this switch bollocks out of the way. I mean, I'm talked out of it. Yeah. Um I was going to well, I'm talked out of it as in I'm all talked out from the conversation. But <laughs> yeah. Nintendo also did a good job of talking me out of it. So so it works in all situations, I think. <laughs> yeah, so like the Switch has been my life for the last few months, and finally I can stop and breathe for a second, which is nice. Um, yeah. So, should we do the thing where I go quickly through, like, the here's the things I said about the Switch, here's what was right, here's what wasn't, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, but... yeah, you, 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 uh, you reported um, a lot of rumours. Uh, yeah, I reported, a bunch, of, I reported a, of... a bunch of stuff, and a bunch of it was accurate, there were some things that weren't, and so I'm, I'm, I'm scrolling through the list of things I did to just very quickly yeah, be like... Yeah. Where where'd I land on everything? So we'll do the whole family uh, fortunes of you know our survey said ding. Ah, ah. We won't do that for the whole thing. I just wanted to go ah, ah, once, and I got to do it twice just then. So I'm up ahead, making a profit. Welcome to our British TV programs show, Podquisition. Actually, um, um, America does have family fortune. I don't know if I, I, I don't know, know if they've had that, ah, ah, but I've seen. I believe they have. They probably the, don't ah, have that. Yeah. Like um. What's his name? The womanizing like guy who like 
does hosts it in Britain. Oh, Our services. It was Les Dennis, and then it then it was someone else who I had seen in TV, but I can't remember his name. Not like um, you've been framed, because I I remember Lisa Riley replaced Jeremy Beadle. So switch stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is going to be incomprehensible to people outside of Britain. It's going to be a weird old episode. So switch stuff. Back in August of 2015, I talked about uh, like before we'd seen the Switch's original reveal trailer. I talked about the fact it was going to have offset sticks, a split D-pad, and a camera button on yeah. the left controller that would allow for the sharing of still images and video. I'll tell All you what, that... though, Laura. i tell you what. what, I, I've, what? Got a, I've got a split D-pad. It ain't no joking matter. <laughs> you got a split D-pad. <laughs> oh. So apparently all, all, all of that's turned out, right? I can't, haven't been able to try out that, that record button because it didn't work at the demos I tried, but that those things are all right. Um talked about the thing having motion control and uh, advanced force feedback rumble weird like you can feel different things oh, yeah, the depending HB on your rumble, rumble. talked HD about those rumble, back yeah. in uh, back in August of 2016 and those got mm. confirmed as well they now call it HD rumble so that's like a weird fucking thing that like apparently exists um, the main thing I have to say about that is in the game one two switch, if you play the milking mini game, it feels like you're jerking someone off. Great use I of HD rumble. So. Uh, Beyond Good and Evil uh, being a 12 month exclusive for the switch. Not heard anything about that. I expect we're going to hear about it at E3. Like we've not yeah, heard I mean, anything yet. There's, there's no, you know. it's not out of the game yet. Exactly. Like it's not, room. it's not out the game yet. Uh, Switch has a multi-touch screen. That is a thing. That's definitely a thing. So I talked about that. When was that? Back in October at some point. Um, performs better in the dock. So hooray, I was right on that. Um, and I right about it better being... in the dock. Oh, fu- oh, fun thing. Switch doesn't always perform better when docked. So this is no? a thing I've talked about a few places. Breath of the Wild performs better undocked as a handheld than it does in the dock. That actually makes sense. That makes it's lower sense. resolution, isn't so, it? Well, the thing yeah. is, it's be- because this is Nintendo. It makes sense be- because it's on any a, other a machine that wouldn't make sense. Well, yeah. I would Im- I would imagine the screen is what seven twenty. Yeah, the screen is seven twenty, which again is a thing I said you know way back, and that's turned out right. But um, so again, this is, is going to be that the, the Laura was right slash wrong on the smaller cast, uh, <laughs> resolution. Yeah, it's so. Here's the thing. I don't like, know when though. Like, like, like. Resolution, you know, has an impact, but 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 that's not the only thing. Well, I couldn't I, see that changing on there. I, I can talk. Yeah, a, yeah. I I can talk a little bit about it. I've got a twenty-minute uh-huh. video up on YouTube. So if you want to see this in person, go look at YouTube.com/slash Laura K Buzz. Hey, self-promotion. Um, when you're playing on the TV, I think it's nine hundred p upscaled to ten eighty, but it. Where it seems to have frame rate dips, uh, the frame rate is consistent other than when you go through areas of lots of grass. And it seems to be the highly detailed grass that me- temporarily slows down the frame rate slightly. And it's not mm-hmm. for long, it's not a big thing, but it happens. When you're playing on the handheld at 720p, certain other settings get turned down. And one of those things seems to be the ultra HD grass text, like basically your tress effects for grass gets turned off. And with that turned off, it runs better. So mm-hmm. it doesn't have those frame rate dips. And it looks just as good because on a 720p 6, 6.2 inch screen, you know, it looks equally as good. It's just on a smaller screen. I feel like... So Lara, yeah. Lara Croft's hair is destroying the performance. Pretty, of the, pretty much. Her hair the is wild. the grass and it's ruining the switch and the switch will fail because of Lara Croft's grass hair. Um, Makes sense. But yeah, there are frame rate mm-hmm. dips when docked that don't exist when handheld, which is weird, but All I have right. video of it happening, so that's a thing. Um, it's the resolution. Go play this. That's mankind divided in 4K and tell me resolution doesn't make a difference, Tim. Um, so yeah, yeah. TV <laughs> yeah. Oh, let, yeah. Let us know. Yeah. Oh man, I was I was looking at one the other day in a shop, and actually I I didn't expect much, but holy shit, it looked incredible. Yeah. There was like a nature show and. They showed like a big city, and you could actually just see every single building in great detail. It yeah. was pretty amazing. Well, I um yeah, a friend of mine's got one, and and yeah, it's you, you see it. So yeah, I got mm. a, I got a PS4 Pro a couple uh, about two weeks back, or a week back. Mm. But it was it was before 
the time I'm talking now. And yeah, looking forward to getting that and seeing. I, I will see what Skyrim looks like in, no, in high definition. Yeah, in a real Damn, definition. I mean, <laughs> that's gonna look pretty impressive. I played it on my computer, so I know exactly what it'll look like. It'll look a bit worse than that, but <laughs> but I'm still looking forward to seeing it. Um, yeah. And Watch Dogs Two, I hear, is 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 quite a, a a good thing to test on it. So. I'll see how yeah, that looks. Uh, the the my favorite thing to test on one of those 4K TVs on a PS4 Pro is uh, Infamous First Light looks really good. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's very yeah. good looking. That's one of the first console games I remember noticing that had a uh, ambient occlusion in it. Mm, it. And I remember going, hmm. It looks rather wonderful, doesn't it? Mm. Um, Fantastic, like. The lighting effects and, and, and like the powers in that game, they really were impressive at the time. And I'd say they look even better in like 4K. Yeah, definitely. Um, so other things, apparently the Switch's battery life varies between three and six hours. Uh, if you're playing Breath of the Wild as a handheld, it'll only last three hours, which at some point I said three hours. I don't remember when that was, but thank God it's got more than three hours in some settings, which is nice. Um, yeah. There is an IR pointer, weird IR thing on the bottom of the right Joy-Con, which I said back in August, uh, uh, back in back in August, back in October, something like that. Uh, no Switch handheld only at launch. I said that back in October. That's right. Can I can I can I ask something, guys? What? There's like so much talk about all these things it has and doesn't have, but am I the only one who doesn't give a shit? And I'm just like, what games does it have? Oh, well, uh, I got less it... interested the more features they talked about. I'm like, I don't yeah. care about your fucking shaking a glass of pretend water. Yeah, like, I don't give I a don't shit care. about any. I just no, I want barely to know, a game have more games than Zelda and, and yeah. Mario. <laughs> well, in general, I agree with you. I have to care about the specific bits, and this is the week where I have to get them all talked about anyway. Because I get the thing you. No, that, I get it's, it's the thing yeah. that everyone's asking about. So I got to talk through all the shit but yeah i i was definitely less excited here's here's my 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 scale i got excited about the concept less excited by the live presentation more excited again when i tried one and that's yeah. like the the arc i've taken um mm. right i will try and finish rattling through i've not got too much more to, to rattle did you, through did you get to play the mario game no no one has oh. been able to touch the no, mario game wouldn't... I the Mario game was just a hands-off trailer. That um, looks really cool, but like the real people in it was really jarring. It yeah, reminds so me of uh, the Super Mario Brothers, the, the the cartoon that was based on Super Mario 3 that I always forget the name of, uh, where eventually they ran out of ideas, so every episode had them go to the quote-unquote real world, which was like mm. live-action shit with them as cartoons. I, it, was, it was stupid. I hope the real world is... Just one level, and they specifically state we're going to the real world now because it, it it just looks really weird. <laughs> it does look odd. Well, it, it looks like a, you know many people have pointed it out. It reminds people of Sonic two thousand six, where they put Sonic yeah. in a world full of these so, more more human looking people. It was... I have I have a question about this. Yeah, Mario is clearly not human because mm. you see him next to humans. He's way too small with huge eyes, a huge nose, and like he can jump inordinately high compared to his own height, but that's only really jumping to the height of a regular human. So is Mario an alien? Is he a different species? Is he not human? He'd be in a cage. Let's yeah. let's not make let's let let's not like like beat around the bush here. He'd be in a cage if if something like that jumped along down the street. Warbling as it does, yeah, you would yeah. you would capture. He'd be it. in a research lab with like things getting stuck. He up would his be bum, like ET. E he'd be in the exact same research lab that's in Gremlins Two: The New Batch with Christopher Lee, who's still alive and working up there, doing all sorts of tests on him and cutting him up. And then you know he'll break out and get wet, and then little Mario's will come out of him. They'll eat after midnight, and they'll take over the whole clamp building. And then he'll go rec rescue Princess Peach and she'll get wet. Exactly. <laughs> I would play this game with this entire plot and that conclusion. So, Nintendo, yeah. get I hope on there's, it. I hope, I hope if it's going open world that the Everything realistic, is. in huge inverted commas there, city isn't the only location. Because well, imagine shown... seeing like a, a kind of a more open Koopa castle. That would be amazing. They have shown some other stages that, that look a lot mm. more traditional. So, so yeah. it, it is... 
you know, that might be a hub or something. We, 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 we're not entirely sure. I, Everything's going open. Like, Dynasty, the mm. next Dynasty Warriors is going open world. I oh, don't God, even yeah. know how that oh, yeah. works. So there's a, there's a theory about that, like, very human world bit that I really like, which is you can see there's a construction zone in the background and some billboards that mention Donkey Kong. I like the idea that it's meant to be some kind of 3D representation of um, the original Donkey Kong jumping up the the scaffolding to go rescue Peach from from uh, from Donkey Kong. Right. Cuz there is definitely an area of red scaffolding viewed from the side in one of the trailers that's like, "Oh, is this that Donkey Kong place but also a big open world?" God, is this just going to be some sort of weird fucked up meta thing? Where like, you're going like through, he is like, a video of... game character and it, like it's pixels but but just Mario and not I really hope this isn't Mario Pixels. (laughs) Imagine if it was a crossover just halfway through the game. Just, hey, Mario, it's me, Adam Sandler. I did a doo-doo in my pants. Oopsie. (laughs) And it's that for fucking six hours. Oh, God. Um, Maybe he's the voice of the hat. Now that Mario's hat's alive. Hey, Mario, I'm your hat. I did a doo-doo on your head. It's, it's going to be a torturous, torturous game. Um, but, but Mario Odyssey... Yeah, that... It, I mean, it, it'll, it looks like it'll be fun. It's just... It makes me laugh that it looks so thematically similar to Sonic 06. It, it is interesting and weird, and I am excited to play it in spite of that. Um, yeah. So... Uh, other things, let me finish rattling through my, my list of like crap I've got to get through. Sure, um, sure. I was right about it supporting microSD as its external storage solution. I was wrong about that being capped at 128 gig. It's Nintendo apparently capped. MicroS, my day. So, interesting thing. Uh, official answer is that they support microSD up to two terabytes of Micro SDXC. Two terabyte cards don't exist. No one has made a two terabyte micro SDXC, so I find that like speculators market. It's it's an interesting thing that they apparently support technology that doesn't yet exist, but uh, so which that's... is better than Solid Snake had because, as they said in in Metal Gear Solid, uh, everything he had used currently existing technology. So, <laughs> so Nintendo's better than Solid Snake, which is a bold claim to make. Indeed, it is. Um, so the big thing that I was wrong about, and like both of these come from the same source, I spoke to someone that I can confirm worked at Game, apparently not a reliable source, that said that they were going to be pricing the Switch from one hundred ninety nine ninety nine. Also said that Splatoon was going to be a pack in. Neither of those were right. You know, hands up. I, you know, that source I trusted, clearly not right. I fucked up there, but whatever. So, uh, Laura, why, why, why did you personally force Reggie and Nintendo to change that? Well, exactly. It's entirely my fault, obviously. And the fact that I was wrong about the, that pair What's of... What's wrong with the you? Fact I was, What's wrong with the you? The fact I was wrong about that pair of things completely invalidates everything else I've said about the Switch. Obviously, I completely made it all up. I guessed HD rumble, uh, share button on the left Joy-Con, motion controls, multi-touch screen. You know, I, I guessed all of that. Um... So, what else was there? Mario and Rabbids RPG did not show up at the Switch presentation. I said for a week or so running up to that presentation, what I'm hearing is it's been pushed back to September. I expect it to turn up at E3. The fact it hasn't appeared yet doesn't mean it doesn't exist, but I do no, still have to wait for it. It's one it of those, really is a... You know, a, a it, it makes so much sense that it would be the kind of game to exist. Yeah. Like, it's such an... It's the kind of concept you hear it and you think, of course, why hasn't Ubisoft done that? Why haven't they shat that idea out already? Yeah, but equally, it's one of those, why the fuck would that exist? Why would anyone pretend that that was a thing that existed if it didn't exist? Um, so, like, I still have confidence. Um, uh, when I, I said in the live stream I did before the Switch presentation that they were going to be showing a Rayman, Legends port, Steep, and Just Dance would be the three games we would see in the presentation... That was correct. The person who told me that has also said, yep, the Ubisoft uh, Rabbids Mario RPG does exist. It's coming in September, probably see it at E3. So I still expect that to happen at E3 and hopefully I'll get some vindication when E3 rolls around. Yeah. Uh, Tecmo Koei, I talked about back in uh, October saying that they had pitched Nintendo a Star Fox Warriors title. It got rejected. They later pitched that they still wanted to do another Nintendo 
uh, a Nintendo Warriors crossover that turned out to be Fire Emblem Warriors. Yeah, which uh, it's just a bit because eh, I'm not that familiar with Fire Emblem. I mean, you know me, I love a Warriors game, so I'm not that familiar with that. Uh, but I am glad they're doing more Nintendo crossovers because Hyrule Warriors, both versions were ex like excellent games. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned. Um, excellent fucking games and and i found out recently of them i mean i'd heard of it but i didn't know what it exactly what the line was but um someone in nintendo's localization department snuck a, a jimquisition reference into hyrule warriors oh uh, at, at one point i'm not sure what triggers the line but ganondorf says thank the goddesses for me <laughs> uh, which which is apparently a a, a a legit reference, which just... Oh, um, that's, that's adorable. But, well, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'd heard a long time ago that, that Tecmo Koei wanted to do a uh, Pokemon Warriors, which I still think would be amazing. But I, Nintendo, I, I agree, yeah. Yeah. Nintendo doesn't want to see Hack and Slash associated with too many of their products. Uh, which mm. would be probably why they rejected the Star Fox one as well, because it's it's too family friendly, uh, yeah. an IP for them to want to put in, you know, hacking and slashing. Uh, so there are a few Nintendo products that could really do it. Maybe Metroid, if you could come up with enough characters and, and reasons for there to be hacking and slashing. Yeah. Uh, but, but that's probably the best we're going to get. Uh, but I would love to see Mario Warriors fucking. Uh, I want to see just every. Warriors, I want to see every. Nintendo. I want to see every Nintendo franchise become yeah. a Warriors game. Honestly, um, and you know they they have so many of these characters in Smash Brothers that that it shouldn't be too big a stretch to have yeah. have you know um, hack and, like Warriors style games. I'd love just mm. a big Nintendo Warriors where it is like Super Smash Brothers, but uh, a Warriors game. Uh, like, it, you know, all the different characters. It would be fantastic. Um, yeah. Right, I'm almost done with my goddamn list. I'm sorry that mm, I'm taking up mm. the whole bloody podcast this week going through. Well, we're the... taking detours into other little yeah. chat areas, well, so we're getting it's fine. bits done, yeah. It's the thing I've got to it's get out of the way trip. because, you know, it's the thing. Uh, so this is the big one that everyone's been crucifying me for. I said Mother 3 coming in Q2 2017. Quarter 2 2017. I still believe this is happening. Uh, I said it was going to be at the Jan 12th event. It was not. I believe it's going to happen at E3. You know what I reckon is going to be... Like, I'm confident it's coming Q2 2017. You know what my suspicion is as to when that happens? When is E3 that? rolls around, which I believe is in Q2. And Nintendo goes, hey, it's available right now on your Switch eShop. Go download it at the end of the presentation. That would be that would be fun. It um, it, it makes yeah. sense to it makes sense for it to be shown at an American like an English language press conference in the quarter that they're planning to put it out there. Right. So I, I mean, I gotta say, like like you're a brave one for that one. Like, like oh, that yeah. is out of all of your rumors. Like messing with that particular fan base. Oh, um, I, I, mean, I say I am... messing as if you're <laughs> you're fucking with them on purpose, but you know, um, uh, getting myself in that to particular put on the line with them. Yeah. Oh god. So yeah, I'm well aw- like I said at the time when I put it out there, I didn't put that out there lightly. I am confident it's coming in Q2. I'm well aware of what it did to the perceived credibility of both Tom Phillips at Eurogamer and Emily Rogers. I know that. It's one of those ones that if it doesn't happen in Q2, there's going to be a lot of angry people. But fuck it, I keep hearing it, so I'm I'm going to say it. Um, so I still th- I still think we're going to get that around E3. Like it may well be their surprise reveal of E3 this year is just the hey, it's it's coming. But you know, well, I again I'm going to have to wait till E3 for that. Um, yeah. Getting rid of friend codes, I said back in October. Hooray, they're getting rid of friend codes. 32 gig of onboard storage, I said that back in October. That's been confirmed. Uh, and yeah, that's that's about it. So there you go. That's all those Switch things. The two main things I got I got wrong were talking about, like, uh, I wasn't very good on release dates or the price for the system. I got I also got the date that the system was coming out wrong. Basically, I shouldn't have fucking trusted the source at game, but everything about the hardware was right. So, fuck you all. Uh, I I got a decent amount right. Ugh, there you go. That's that thing done. Hooray! Yeah, we, was, got uh, we got that out. We got that out. Gracious, way. gracious one. Um, <laughs> yeah, the switch itself. Like I said, the presentation was all right. 
but the it was the day after. It was the caveats that were coming out the day after the virtual. Uh, well, not virtual console, but the, the paid online with the one NES uh, SNES game a month. That you don't get you to, to keep beyond the like, end of the month. Uh. So fucking such a boneheaded classic Nintendo move. Um, mm. That was basically what my entire gym position was about on Monday. Was just that with some side mm. corn discussing the rest of it. So, but for a anyone... lot of it that came out was just. Uh. Yeah. So for anyone who missed that bit, it's um. Online is going to be free on the Switch until somewhere toward the end of 2017. Then it becomes a paid service. Every month you get a free NES or Super NES game to play for that month, and then it goes away at the end of the month. Yeah, You don't even get to keep it. Something about that online service being free for most of this year says to me they don't even know how they're going to make this worth the money yet. Like, they haven't... They haven't... They had... Like 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 all good fucking corporations, they had the idea to make money, and then realised they need an idea to get the money. So well, I know think that's why it's free start? for so long. Giving people a free virtual console game to keep every month—that would be a yeah. good place to start. Like I would still think that's f- a, a shambles. One NES game for this month. Oh boy, I would still think that's mm. fucking silly, but. They should give they should give everyone Tiny Toon Adventures for free. Yeah, because that was a fucking great little game, and that will give everyone the happies. I remember that one. That one drove me up the wall. Um, yeah, give oh, us. Oh really? All... I thought I, it was one of the only oh, NES no, 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 games was... I was actually able to finish. Yeah, um, there were just bits of it. I forget. I, all I really remember about it now was um, the the what was his name? The, the Tasmanian Devil version of of Taz. the Tiny Toons. Um, but I thought yeah. Taz was just the... <laughs> see, they they started calling the Tasmanian Devil the proper one, Taz. So I don't know what the yeah. little purple one was from, from Tiny Oh, Tins. I thought they were just the baby versions of them. Were no, they? no, they were different I characters. They, I don't oh, even right. think they were related. Uh, like, they, they'd go to oh. Acme University to earn their Toon degree, and the teachers <laughs> were the old uh, uh, Looney Tunes characters. Uh, you know, Bugs Bunny and, and Porky Pig and everything. Oh, and, you know, Babs okay. and Buster Bunny, like, that, that's, that were their names. It wasn't Bugs Bunny. Oh, it was Babs Buster and Bunny. Buster, yeah. 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 And you had, um, you know, Montana Max, who was the, the kid version of Yosemite Sam, but he wasn't Yosemite Sam. He was, he was original mm. IP. Uh, Montana Max, who had money, <laughs> according to the lyrics of the show. The theme tune, that mm. is. So, um, but yeah, that see, was that was a, that was a really good game, and and in in an era where most games were, let's face it, nigh on impossible <laughs> to finish. Yeah, like even even like Mario Mario Three was bastard hard. Mm. Tiny Toons was one of those few NES games I was actually able to finish. I remember seeing <laughs> the end of it, but there were just like bits of it I remember that just drove me up the fucking wall. I think mm. it involved the little Tasmanian devil thing. But mm. but that's neither here nor there. Um, uh, I just remember that, and I remember the dog guard, uh, security guards, like bodyguard character, mm. who oh, who featured cat. in some episodes. The cat levels were great. Mm. Dizzy Devil, is, Dizzy Devil is the name of Dizzy the... Devil. There, because ah. it's in the yep. it's in the lyrics. There's <laughs> Hampton and Plucky, Dizzy Devil's ducky. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. like. I, I feel like we all kind of agree on the Switch that the presentation took a cool console and just made us less and less excited for it. Yeah, like, I, I didn't. I can't agree because I didn't watch the <laughs> presentation. You probably made the right move because, like, I I feel like they did a good job of explaining the tech stuff that I was initially concerned. Like, oh, is this going to complicate the messaging? I have like a couple of things that I would say were the big problems for me with that presentation. First of all, they should have started with the stuff that was launch software and been like, okay, we're going to open the show with launch software. Here is Zelda to open. Here's a bunch of stuff that is not motion controls, that is core games that are at launch to start. And then, you know, had their end of 2017 games at the end so that there was some more clarity about what people would be playing day one. I think Um, the problem is, is they, they needed Zelda to end on. Because they don't have, like, well, none of the games they showed were anywhere near that level of important. I feel like relevant. Mario Odyssey could have been their closer. But that, well, I was going to say, like, like, but was also complete enough to show. I don't think they have much of Odyssey 
yet. I feel like they have enough of Odyssey to showcase it, and I think they could have ended with that trailer, and that would have been... But I think they'd have been fine I, ending with the I Odyssey feel, trailer. I, I feel like, for them, for the audience they were trying to whip up, and get excited. They needed Zelda because that's the one that right mm. people don't get riled well, for Mario. They uh, everyone expects Mario, and and I don't think people get like like the the same kind of hype well, for Mario feel, that they do for Zelda. I feel like they no. could have closed with like oh, at the very least they needed to open something that was traditional controls for a core audience. Um, like they could have opened with you know it's not quite See, the same. I just but said with something Mario. Like, I just said well maybe Mario or with something like. Xenoblade 2 or something to be like, hey, core games, blah, blah, blah. I think that starting with two uh, motion controlled games back to back was a mistake. I think that. Now not that I agree with, yes. I think not clarifying what the launch lineup was was a mistake. I think not getting Suda51's translator to have a script in advance so that he, mm-hmm. like, couldn't translate properly was a mistake, but. Uh, the, the Breath of the Wild trailer they did show though was was fantastic. Yeah, that looks fantastic. Like, that looks like there's actual the story. And... Yeah, looks like there's actual yeah. narrative to it, which it think... has been my big the, complaint the, when I demo it. There's a moment in that trailer where like it's, it's building to a climax, and 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 the the old theme kicks in, and it's just like oh, there's my oh. <laughs> there's that nostalgic land. And just I think that that's out joy there now. That's why they ended with that because they don't have another. Another franchise actively in production that can get that, like that sweeping, stirring, mm. orchestral kind of vibe. Uh, yeah. And, and yeah. having them and that, end and with that, that release date as the kind of little bombshell, I think, was, was the best is, they had in their pocket. That, to me, is why Mario will never get the same response as Zelda, because... Mario will always be fun, and it, it's and the like. We were talking about how good even the last three D one was, but it doesn't have that real emotional investment mm. in its like characters. Yeah, and yeah, it's, it's very superficial. Does. Mm. So nothing, nothing I, gives me unless you're Bob. in the Mario universe, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so having having played the Switch now, like my big takeaway. Um, first of all, it's a much sturdier and better built piece of tech than I expected it to be in my hands. It feels like a piece of premium tech. Like when you hold it, it feels like a very well made, very well designed, high end gaming handheld. If this better had been do as much as, as fucking like, kind of par for the course with Nintendo, though, isn't yeah. it? They, they've well, always had it, good. It, the Wii it, U it, tablet oh. honestly felt a little plasticky flimsy well, I think really. I think even like the 3DSs and things to some degree feel like they are designed with like children and teenagers in mind in terms of build quality the yeah. Switch feels like an adult aimed consumer piece of tech and had this been marketed really? as it has those big red and blue like colorful oh, God. things on I, either side I like... can't stand the clashing red and blue ones but if you yeah, play with the grey ones it, it's fine um, don't they sell like the separate controller but in the opposite colors to try they, and make you buy both like they do the fucking the red Pokemon and blue and gray yeah. just, it, it looks like a feckin' skype menu or so, something i love the red i love the blue i don't like having one on each side they clash too much and my brain can't deal with it but... they'd want people to spend another 70 fucking dollars oh don't god they? the control to get another I, red and blue <laughs> i think the price of controllers is one of the big things that everyone's like oh god that is those controllers are considerably the price more expensive of the than they're I think after the Xbox 360, though. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Laura, you no, cut no, out on me, so I over. didn't know you were talking. Go on, Gav. Am I cutting out for you guys? No, no, we can hear you. Oh, sorry. I'm talk. I talked over you there because you on my feed you had. That's uh, all right. Don't worry about explaining in. it. Just go, go, go. Yeah, because I'm editing yeah. this week and I ain't gonna cut any of this, so you need all to right. get a wriggle on. Fair enough. <laughs> all right. Well, just to say, like nothing feels flimsy compared to the Xbox 360. Oh, that. I, mean, I was yeah. I was always afraid to lift that thing up, let alone. The bottom like, is a little it. bit like like an old jalopy clunkering into town, mm. yeah. And it used to squeak if you moved it. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. Like, I had it. I like stood up once on its side, like they used to advertise you could do, uh, before mm. we all realised what a mistake that was, and that fucked up yeah. a disc or two. Um, mm. But yeah, like having having held the switch, the the. Removing and adding the controllers feels really satisfying. Uh, the build quality is really nice. It's light. It's sturdy. It feels like a really nice piece of tech. And had Nintendo pitched this as their next gaming handheld that happens to connect to your TV, 
rather than as their next home console that happens to be portable, I think people would have been incredibly excited about it just from that difference. Well, if anything, if anything, they absolutely de-emphasized the portability. Mm. Like they they brought it up in their little tutorial, but then it was straight on. Let's talk yeah. about how this is just like the Wii U and the Wii. Well, Let's talk about how we want a successor to the Wii U. We don't want an yeah. exciting new system. And this system. is weird because, like, having played it now, it doesn't feel that much more powerful than the Wii U. It's definitely a bit more powerful. It doesn't feel that, doesn't that much me. more powerful. Do you think? And, like, do you think the presentation was somewhat apologetic towards Wii U owners then? Well, it... No, because they're still going to charge them $300. Like yeah, they're going to charge you $300 plus make games again to have them portable. No, I, but I don't mean genuinely apologetic. I mean, like, the tone of it. You, I don't you think so. I, I, no. I, pers- I, I, I do get what you mean, but I think what really what they... I think they're just bullheadedly saying we can yeah. have another Wii success. That, that's what the pre- whether they think that or not, that is what the presentation said to me was we're gonna make this work again. Yeah. We will make lightning it's... strike twice. The Wii U was a was a fluke of a But yeah, a I think like my, my, my point is like having having played it with the mindset of this is their new home console, I was disappointed that it wasn't more like more of a noticeable jump in power from the Wii U. Playing it as their new handheld yeah, that yeah. happens to dock mm. in the TV, I was like, this is amazing. This is HD console games, like big open world HD console games in my hands. And the screen is amazing and it runs beautifully and it's like 720, yeah, you know that... 60 frames a second games. This is amazing. And if that's how it was pitched, I'd have enjoyed it so that much says more. To me, that says to me that they have no intention of dropping the 3DS as a thing, uh, of... of of this ever replacing their handheld market, um, I, you know, I'm, and this is just like me going off of of pure guesswork. This, there is no credibility, like everything I say. There's no credibility behind this, um, but I, the way they're pitching this now, I'm starting to think that that there there will be a separate 3DS successor. I am, and it, it kind yeah. of makes sense because the brand name of the 3DS. I mean, it is a. It's the one thing they've been able to rely on to make them money. Yeah, I. It. I think it would make sense for them to consolidate as markets and put all of that software on one device. 3DS is still making money. Why would they kill it off yet? Unless, like, they're not going to kill the 3DS unless the the Switch takes off well. And right now, I'm not convinced it will. But we'll we'll see. Yeah, I mean, if the if the switch did take off, then I would I could still see them doubling down on the handheld market by then producing a standalone official portable thing with the switch branding. Um, but I something tells me they've got something else cooked up in reserve for the handheld stuff because they really they were not playing it up at all uh, at, at the the presentation. It was just you know go to your party mm. of dickheads and play one two yeah, switch. Yeah, so. The Switch—it's it's a nice piece of tech, but oh, I'm—I want to be excited, Nintendo. I want to be excited. Yeah. Why aren't you making this easier? And I pre-ordered so, one just to do my job. But if if you know if if I if I wasn't a game reviewer, yeah. um, you know, self-funding and everything, I I, I am in the same camp. I pre-ordered one for, one for work stuff, but I. I I was more I'm going to be honest I was more excited about the Wii U before it came out than I am about the Switch right now. And maybe that's just because this maybe yeah, it's just because this yeah. which means cycle round I'm a jaded games journalist which I wasn't really so much when the Wii U happened but <laughs> you know. Yeah. But you know there's still room to be surprised. I'm certainly not as, trying to predict what as... this console's going to do but as more of a layman, I can I from my point of view, they've certainly marketed the Switch a lot better than they have. Well, the, they had the with Wii. that first video. The the presentation, yeah. I I wouldn't say was the same. Like I and like I said, I haven't seen the presentation, so can't. I think there's that. a much clearer idea to consumers of what this product is at the very least. But plus, they've got a Zelda game. Yeah, I mean, launching with a Zelda game is good, and having it like portable. Like I think that's the big thing that's going to sell Switches at launch is just. The new HD Zelda with voice acting is playable on a handheld. Can you imagine and... if they pulled the Last Guardian and it got delayed like a bit, uh, like okay. like like before March? It, uh, oh, I'd laugh. I, yeah. I'd love, like I'd I'd be I'd be you know 
a, a bit put off and, and let down because I am looking forward to Breath of the Wild, regardless of what I think of the Switch. But mm. I, part of me would laugh as well. Yeah. So uh, while we're here and not the part talk- of me talk- with a real yeah. live mouth. <laughs> so t- talking about non-Switch stuff, yes. Gavin, you saw that Assassin's Creed film. <laughs> yeah. Yep, went to see it last night. I, I've seen it as well. What did you think? Um, I won't say I was disappointed because I wasn't expecting it mm. to be very good. And yeah, I wasn't surprised. It's it's all right. Um, it's like it's a strange one because it's a beautifully stylish thirty minute action chase movie. <laughs> yeah. Trapped trapped inside a really dull, monotonous, boring two hour sci fi movie. Yes, exactly. <laughs> this is this is completely the problem with it. It's all of the stuff that is in the past is fantastic. All of the stuff yeah. in the present day is dull, unnecessary sci-fi exposition. And from what I've heard, because I've not seen it myself, isn't that most of the film? The, the uh, yeah, sci-fi yeah. shit? It, I think yeah. it's about two-thirds of the film are sci-fi, <laughs> like, modern-day yeah. future <laughs> bullshit, and a third of it maybe is cool stuff in the past. Yeah, we went when we were there, like, there was this... There weren't many people there when we went to see it, and there was this one scene halfway through where... Michael Fassbender and Marion Cotillard are having this really long, slow talk about stuff you just don't care about. And two people just walked out. And I saw Rachel kind of look over at me because it was her idea to go to it. (laughs) And I was like, no, no, we'll stay. We'll see the end. I feel like it's the same. It's. Oh, yeah, you go go ahead. I was just going to say it's frustrating because at moments it has a lot of potential. Like, and and there, there was one moment in the movie which was the end of a chase scene where and you saw it in all the trailers where they're they're climbing up the church and there's this amazing pounding soundtrack building up and everything's coming to this big climax and then he jumps off the church and then it just cuts straight back into fucking the sci-fi modern day stuff and it just pretty much summed up the movie it's like a big fucking cock tease it was like remember any time in assassin's creed 2 when it would go back to fucking desmond (laughs) (laughs) you'd be like no (laughs) it's the the complaint that everyone's been making about the games for years personified which is the get rid of the present day stuff and just let us have cool assassin adventures in the past and it's the same complaint or make, make the present day stuff more interesting well they seemingly don't know how to do that, according to the game. So it's like, just yeah. just learn because from your own mistakes. So... Prioritize it the was... cool stuff in the past and minimize the stuff in the present day. The game's got that in the end, thank Christ. Yeah, yeah but uh, the Which movie... made Assassin's Creed Syndicate yeah. actually, you know, quite good for once. The movie has uh, but... not learned yeah. that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that seems to be a running, because obviously I've been watching so many more video game-based movies since I've been doing the Spin-Off Doctors podcast, and... Boy, do you start to really get an appreciable grasp of how how unwilling to see the point Hollywood is with a lot of its adaptations. Like, we yeah. just did Max Payne, and their complete unwillingness to be faithful to the uh, games is just incredible. Like, it's you get Which the sense the more... director is deliberately trying to make their own arrogant mark on something. Yeah, and it was almost as if they didn't respect the source material because it it felt like, um, and it's really surprising because Ubisoft apparently had like creative control over it, but it didn't feel no, that, does, that only solidifies it, it for me. It didn't feel at all tone wise like Assassin's Creed, like with the exception of maybe three. All of the games have had somewhat kind of charismatic characters. They've had a lot of humor, mm. and there's a lot of there's a lot of charm. In, in the characters and a it's lot of kind of funny bits. And the movie was these so films, serious. These films so are written self-serious. by old fucking suits in a boardroom mm. somewhere. They ain't written by people who know what the fuck they're talking about. Mm. You know, there's and, a and, writer's and, name attached, but he ain't the one the, with the actual pen. The animus works great in a game because you're going into it and you're experiencing it. But when you keep cutting back out to it in the middle of an action scene, it just kind of for me it drew me really out of the action oh were now. they like constantly trying to remind you that this was all a simulation oh yeah they kept trying to show oh, you yeah. like a uh, main character on his weird scaffold rig doing the jumps right. in the present day and you can't <sighs> see what he's jumping across but it's like oh we did a big jump on the scaffold rig i bet in the past he was yeah. doing a big jump right then that's why they turned the animus into glados so they could yes. keep cutting back and so have it look keep... a bit more dynamic exactly yeah 
Fuck and like it, it was, it's frustrating because you can see the potential there. You can like those chase scenes were incredible, despite the fact that the past assassin had no character. We didn't see a single character moment. He oh, was literally just he was just a walking the, the cool fight looking scene, vector. as someone on Twitter yeah. said to me. He was the cool looking vector yeah. for all of the action scenes. Yeah. And 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 the the movie was way too long as well. Like fart mm-hmm. every there was a point where we thought it had ended and then there was like another half hour sequence <laughs> after that. Lovely. <laughs> That's true also of, yeah. of many video game movies I've learned, is that they they yeah. take ten minutes of plot and somehow give us like two hours of film. Yeah. And even the way like they explain the whole Templars versus Assassins thing was so convoluted when you I don't know. You could have explained it real I don't know. I, I I see a lot of potential there, but there, I, I feel like they just kind of missed, they missed a lot of what I love about the games. Right. You know, so, but I won't say I was disappointed because, I mean, I was expecting that, you know. I've got to yeah. watch it. But, yeah. As it, soon as it comes out digitally, I have to watch uh, it for spin-off Doctors. I ain't looking forward to that it, one. It's then. just a mediocre disappointment in that it's like this, there was a good thing here that like, you could do, a, there could be a fan edit of this that was about half the length and most of that cut time was cut out of the uh, the present day sections. It would probably be a decently enjoyable action film. Well, sounds a lot yeah. like the Nintendo Switch presentation. Oh, uh, <sighs> so we got a couple of other bits. Just get Neil Blomkamp to direct a Mass Effect movie. There's your fucking good video <laughs> game movie. It, right it'll there. happen one day, maybe. Um, so we got a couple of other bits of news before we go. Uh, Randy Pitchford discovered that there's Battleborn porn. Yeah. Yeah, and he seems so shocked. He probably like secretly commissioned it. He no, he was legit shocked. Like like he's got a tweet which I had to see embedded on a news site because he still has me blocked. Uh, but he said uh, very NSFW. But I have received reports that Battleborn Rule Thirty Four is now a thing on Reddit. Link with caution. And he links us to it. So he's like, be warned. Like I'm not I'm not approving of this. But here's the link. I think I- he likes it. I, I, so is, I, is battle porn our title for this week, or is that too obvious? Obviously, battle okay, it's porn now is battle title. porn. There um, is no title porn. to on the nose for this podcast. Randy battle porn. We talk of battle porn while we prattle of porn. So, yeah, I, I have some a, of it's quite good. I have a different theory mm. about about this whole thing. I don't think that attracting this... such scorn for prattling <laughs> about porn. I, I don't think this is a recent discovery by Pitchford. I think he's known about this for a while. I think that he's aware that, you know, Overwatch is getting a lot of attention right now because the, the the gays that do kissing and stuff. And he thought, you know what? We've got an Overwatch type game called Battleborn. You, Can we get we people excited? If, if we acknowledge the Fappleborn. if we ignore, acknowledge the sex, maybe people will buy ours again and we'll be cool like Overwatch. That's my yeah. theory. And it's, it's, it's not that... Uh old the the subreddit it's like a couple of days old and he he jumped on that shit i he might have started this himself but we've got lots of rainer's big behind arendi masturbating with a dildo rainer taking her shift off arendi's <laughs> big behind futa arendi arendi apparently arendi's very popular ernest showing benedict a preview but uh, is it is it drawings phoebe elizabeth like... messy blowjob uh, they... They were primarily artistic works, yes. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it's drawn porn, drawn battleborn porn. Thorn Razoir with her dildo, uh, Amber undressing. Lot lots of, lots of that. Lots I of showed that. Uh, I showed my girlfriend the Overwatch because she was like, I was telling, I tell her about the podcast all the time, the stuff we talk about, and I showed her all the Overwatch porn, and she couldn't believe how creative people are. Rendy and Shane repopulating the forest. Yeah. Phoebe Anal by Clam Destine. Uh, so, uh, other news we got this week. You know how there was that theory for a while that Kojima probably, you know, was locked away in a cupboard somewhere during the last six months of making Metal Gear Solid? Apparently yeah. that's pretty accurate to the truth. Apparently he got locked in a room right. by himself for the last six months of development on that game and he was just alone in a room with no one else because And here's the thing. That's where Kojima put feel, him. Wow. Uh, Konami put I feel him. Bad, I feel bad for laughing. And and it's not because I think it's funny. I Obviously people know what I think of Konami and its treatment of its employees. But 
I can't help, because he looks a bit like him as well, I can't help but see Hideo Kojima as Harry Potter under the stairs being shuffled in by the Dursleys. I thought I thought you were going to say old boy. No, I'm not racist. <laughs> like Hideo Kojima coming out of or coming out of the room after all this time looking for revenge on. I Konami. mean that whole stuff is funny, but if I'd have started that with he looks Ho- a bit like not him. having sex with. Oh gosh, I I nearly spoiled the movie there. Oh yeah, don't <laughs> don't. Old boy is really good, by the way. Um, I've not seen yeah, the watch, remake. I've heard watch the remake's all right, but but I've the original. Old boy, old boy is an incredible. Highly movie. recommended. If you want to know where Daredevil got its ideas for its fight scenes from, then you you go look at Old Boy and you shut your lips. Yeah, it's a fucking fantastic movie, and there's a there's a fight scene in a corridor that's worth that's the watch the one, for that scene that's alone. That's the one I'm hitting. Yeah. That it, it is incredible. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's that's our movie recommendation of the week. Uh, that's Old Boy. That title again is Old Boy. And is there anything Don't else? Don't watch need it to talk if you're about? squeamish, though, because it's pretty gory. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Very, very gory. Oh, oh, yeah. Ko- Kojima in a cupboard. Um, fuck Konami. Is there anything more we need to add to uh, that? I don't think there's anything more to add to that. I think the only thing we got left this week is for you to talk about Yakuza. Oh my god! Right, I'm annoyed. Right? Why are you annoyed? I, I got, I got, I've never played a Yakuza game before, right? <laughs> right. Uh, when I was at Destructoid, uh, Dale North was the big Yakuza guy, so he would get the Yakuza games and review them, and especially back then, where I was just so constantly working every single hour of every single day, if I wasn't playing a game to review it, it was not productive time, could not afford to play it. So I never touched Yakuza. Played Yakuza 0, because now, obviously, I review almost everything myself, and had a code, put it in, tried it. First ten minutes, not too into it, not too enthused, not too impressed. Uh, Then hit the first real climactic fight. Was like, this is incredible. This is amazing. (laughs) Started getting into the side quests, and I was like, right, everyone knows how much I love Deadly Premonition. Why the fuck did they not mention this inane shit show of a game? Why did no one bring this up before? This is amazing. Yakuza 0, and I I can only speak for that one, but I'm really eager about the remake of the first one now because I'm going to be all over it now, is incredible. And I can't believe no one, not friends nor family, supposedly, ever told me, Jim, you need to play this. Considering what you like. You like brawlers. You like weird, stupid shit. You like deadly premonition. Play this. No one ever, no one ever had my back for that, and that's probably why my back got fucked up. Uh, and so, so for for me and for like probably a lot of the audience, what kind of game is this, Jim? What is it? What's right. the Yakuza is set in 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 Japan, uh, in the Yakuza, obviously, uh, and it it features. Is it like a GTA type thing? It's. Or? Sort of. It's they they sleeping dogs. They're nominally open worlds. They've got. The two different protagonists in this game, they have their own separate open world maps, but they're not big. They're like, you can, it takes like a minute to run from one end to the other. Uh, but there's tons of stuff to do there. It's like a couple of blocks of just karaoke places and places to fish, places to play darts, cards, mahjong. So um, are, are the hubs like Deus Ex size, are they? Or? That would be a good comparison. Um, probably a yeah. bit bigger than that, I would say. Uh, I can't quite remember the scale of Deus Ex, but I'd say bigger than Deus Ex, but cl- nowhere near as big as a, as a GTA. Uh, and okay. you run around, uh, get into fights, and the fighting is like PS2-era brawlers, like like when they were going 3D. Um, uh, so, so it's got the kind of simple button-bashing attack combos, uh, except these heat actions that you can do after building up a meter where the camera just cuts up close and you just start doing some harsh shit. Like one of the fighting styles of one character has a, he's got an aluminum baseball bat, which if you build up the thing, um, your meter high enough and get into the right context, because you got to do certain things to pull them off. Like for this, it's like do the, the, two-hit combo, well, three-hit combo to double them over a bit. At which point, you press the button, and he gets the handle of his baseball bat, shoves it in the fucker's mouth, and then kicks it upwards, which would pull a man's lower jaw off. Uh, but they always survive. None of them actually die in these fights, even though they're getting their heads smashed into the concrete. Um, so it's these ridiculous, over-the-top brawling fights. But there's also this whole bunch of uh, adventure game-style stuff as well as it tells these um, 
stories. Uh, the Hang main on, this game is two years old. Probably. What, what, what's it? Is it getting a re-release or something? Um, well, it's coming out in the US uh, this week. I think it came out two years ago in Japan. Probably. They're, they're, they're oh, a bit of a cult okay, thing, so they, okay. they take a while, um, I think. Um, I'm not sure about, like, how, I, I don't know how long it's been out in Japan, but I I'm know it Because I was looking at the game. release dates and it says March 2015. I was like, what the okay, fuck? That, Why are we pro- talking about this? <laughs> but the localized version uh, is hitting PS4 soon. And uh-huh. it's, it's amazing. Uh, the the side quests are what really sold me because the main quests are they're well told and they're very interesting sort of like like real estate skullduggery and and stuff like that like relatively small scale crime shit nothing over the top but it's more personal as a result mm-hmm. uh, and you don't see that in video games too often like genuinely personal stories uh, which is something I also like about the main plot but the side quests are bizarre like um, one mission is helping a dominatrix because she's she's got like social anxiousness and can't berate her customers properly. So you have to teach her. You take her to a public park. She's all in the full gear and everything. <laughs> take her to a public park and and you have to play the role of the masochist and help her talk down to you. And then three children who are playing in the park wander up and start staring at you while you're role playing this. Um, wow. Yeah, very That sounds weird. like a really funny Funny and fun game. But yeah, it, it like honestly, that it's, I would. It's, yeah. it's got a real really like, like clearly very Japanese sense of humor. Like, like the text is is localized, dialogue is not, uh, and and it works because of it, just because of how ingrained in in sort of Japanese uh, cultural identity mm. it is. Uh, but yeah. it's it's just got such this, this beautiful eccentric humor that that I loved about Deadly Premonition, it, where all the supporting characters just strange and have weird motivations and you get into bizarre situations. There's a whole bit where you are um, protecting a, a, an XB of Michael Jackson. Like They use a different name but it's clearly him. And he's moonwalking down the street and for his music video, he because he wants to really feel it, the people who are dressed as zombies are going to legitimately attack him. And you have to go and, and fight them off using the same overly harsh combat moves that you used before uh, while protecting this guy who's just moonwalking down the street going, hee hee. Uh, it's... Wow. This sounds, I, I, this sounds I have amazing. Up, uh, uh, that sounds um, kind of Saints Rowish. Yeah. yeah. The, I filled up my hard drive with video and screenshots um, because so much of this I want to, to show off. Uh, it, was, it was hell not... Uh, Using the share function to show screenshots on my uh, on my Facebook page, so the, you know, the... like a guy who was talking about masturbating uh, constantly, and the main character just like, "Are you full of jizz or something?" And I'm like, "You don't see that every day the... in a game as a line." The only reason I did not recommend this to you is because I had no idea this is what was going on with these games. I have not been a big person right? on Yakuza, and now I'm like, "Yeah, I need to play these." Thank you, Jim. Yeah, like you... I I've heard uh... of it, heard of it for so long, and. And like you, like, like I, I, pictured I, I, it being, I just guessed I had... I pictured it being much more po-faced than this. Yeah, yeah. And it has its moments, but they're also really effective moments. Like the actual, the serious main campaign storylines are f- still full of like amazingly detestable villains who you really want to see get their comeuppance. And the, the protagonists are really likable and get themselves into... Uh, uh, sort of really harsh dilemmas and stuff. It's just such a great game, and I'm so glad I heard they're remaking the first one because I, once I'm done with this properly, I so want to get into another one. So yeah, good. Plus, it's got a full version of Outrun and Space Harrier on it. If you get really bored, nice, hooray! There's little Sega arcades you can play yeah. on the UFO catcher and and stuff. That's it's got cool. full like friendship relationship things with different characters. Uh, Full on sub games like one one of the main characters runs a real estate agency and you go around buying up property and protecting it from rivals. The other protagonist has a, a cabaret club and you employ girls and to talk to the the gentleman clientele uh, and you've got to try and keep them happy and match the right hostess with the right client and everything. And that they could be entire games in their own right, but they're in here as their own complete little packages. Uh, incredible. 
And I realise what I'm saying is probably, they're probably long-term Yakuza players just rolling their eyes at this revelation in 2017. Uh, but for me, it is a revelation. It's like, where have you been all my life? All along, I've been ignoring you. I'm having the exact same set of thoughts. So thank you for enlightening me and making me realise why I need to look into these games, Jim. Absolutely. So. And, and Yakuza 0 is a prequel, so it's a good time to jump on board. Uh, I think that's why maybe they've been sending it out to more people, like because it is a good time. Um, this one's set in 1988, which is also fun and leads to a lot of fun sort of, ooh, delivery pizza, that's wacky. Uh, lots of that kind of stuff. <laughs> So yeah, woo! Is that is is that us done for the week then? I, I feel guess like that's a good stopping point. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm ready to pack up. The week. <laughs> Laura, where can people find out more of your stuff? Me and my stuff. You can find that at Laura K Buzz pretty much everywhere. Laura K Buzz on Twitter. Laura K Buzz on Patreon. Laura K Buzz on YouTube, where you can see me playing a bunch of Switch games. Laura K Buzz pretty much everywhere. Otherwise, let's play videogames.com. Beautiful. And Gavin, how can people listen to your lovely, lovely tunes? You can hear my lovely, lovely tunes on YouTube. Miracle of Sound are... Uh, yeah, that's where you can hear them. <laughs> Sorry, I was distracted <laughs> there. I was I was talking to someone on Twitter. Um, you can YouTube, Miracle of Sound. Twitter, Miracle of Sound. iTunes, Bandcamp, all that stuff. Go buy my albums. Thank you. It's worth following Gavin on Twitter because he will talk to you. Where, where, instead, yes. of, instead of talking um i do i i respond to people on twitter unless I, they're making requests because yeah. i don't respond to requests i don't i don't respond to too many these days but but i you yeah. know sometimes see them sometimes say hello um that's it uh, by the time this goes up the yakuza zero review will be published um unless it isn't in which case i fucked something up somewhere <laughs> and so you can check that out see my full thoughts uh, i've just been aching to talk about it for weeks now they, they sent it so far ahead of time uh, which is always nice um but check that out and the gymquisition this week has just been incredible the 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 response to it, like like I normally get about two hundred thousand views by the next day, uh, and I cleared four hundred thousand views by that time, so it's been twice as good as it should. Uh, so that's nice. been amazing. People have been and and generally positive response to it, even though I really slammed Nintendo's dick in the door. Uh, but that'll do. That'll do it from us. Thank you as always for listening. Thank you so much for your continued support, and we will see you Bye. next week. Goodbye. Bye. Hooray.